This podcast is sponsored by the Faith Mission Christian Fellowship Church Incorporated, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, help to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly. In Jesus' name, amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 All right. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, How does faith come? And hearing by? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. And the scripture declares that if you have faith, As a grain of mustard seed. What can you do? It's going to take a whole lot. It's going to take a whole lot. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. You could say to yonder mountain be thou removed. And it would remove hence. And faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word, you're going to hear some word. You're going to have some faith. Hallelujah. See, because what I'm finding is people are not knowing that they have what is necessary to take care of the problem that may be plaguing them. You already got it. Now, we're going to get into something today that uh, is going to upset some of your theology. Hallelujah. So what I want to do is I want to, first of all, just just give you a few scriptures because I got to get faith into you before we go. All right, so I want you to turn first, please, to Luke 5. Luke 5, 17. Faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Faith, come, y'all come on out of there so you can get comfortable. Come on out of there. Come on, come on out of there. Amen. Luke, Luke, Luke chapter 5, verse 17. Now I want you to catch this. I want you to catch this. In the name of Jesus. Verse 17. Listen, listen, listen. Are you there? 
And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which will come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. They were all sitting around. And the power of the Lord to heal them was present. But if you read further on in this account, only one man got healed. I don't want to stay too long. I just want to put some faith into you. Turn to Acts chapter 1, please. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. In fact, I'm going to have to speed up because I, have, I got to have time to use more. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But it's going to be different from any other time I used oil. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power. Receive what? Power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Hallelujah. Let me just say something around here. I'm trying to hurry, but every time I... Listen. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. What did he say? After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power to witness. Oh, I got to let somebody else do that. That's not my personality. Not your personality. He gave you power to witness. He already gave you the power. Oh, oh no, I leave that to somebody. Else. That ain't my calling. Wait a minute. He gave you power to witness. He didn't ask about your personality. He didn't do a personality check. And in a certain place where Jesus was teaching, the Pharisees and the, and the lawyers were all around, and the power was present to heal. All right? Acts chapter 10. Just hang with me. You don't understand it now, but you will by and by. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Say what? Ain't the Holy Ghost enough? Well, if it wasn't enough for Jesus, it's not enough for us. We need the Holy Ghost and power. Now watch this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Well, let's read something else before I say something here. I turn to my favorite, Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Mark 5, 25. 
and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse when she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment for she said if I may touch but his clothes I shall be whole and straightway or immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Now watch this. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue, virtue had gone out of him. Virtue had gone out of him. Now the New Testament is written in Greek and that word virtue is the word power. It's the word power. Wait a minute now. And the power was present to heal. And the power was present to heal them. And power went out of Jesus and healed this woman. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, son of man. That's why it's Jesus of Nazareth. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing. Wait a minute. Are you seeing something here? Healing has something to do with the power. All right. I just want to get faith into you so we can move on. All right. Go to 1 Corinthians 2. I got a lot to do here. I got to speed up. Or just maybe I'll finish it next week. Because I got to get to my oil today. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. How come? That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. It's the power again. He keeps talking about the power, and we keep discounting the power. Thank you, Jesus. All right? Turn to Ephesians chapter 3. The Ephesians prayer. The one in chapter 3, not the one in chapter 1. This is something I endeavor to pray almost every day. For this cause, verse 14, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power. According to the power that worketh in us. According to the power that works in us. 
according to the power that's working in us. Is any power working in you? Hallelujah. All right. Now I'm going to try to do this quickly. Methods of receiving healing. From James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. Call for the elders of the church. And let them anoint you with oil and pray the prayer of faith. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he's committed sin, it will be forgiven him. That's what it says over there. I, I got to move on. In the interest of time, I'm doing this. That's method number one. Call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint you with oil and pray the prayer of faith over you. Healing, number one. Number two, from Luke chapter seven. You know, there in that, in that account, the centurion wanted Jesus to come and heal his, heal his servant that was sick unto death. And Jesus was on the way, and he sent messengers to Jesus and said, Look, Jesus, I'm a man under, set under authority just like you are, and I understand this thing. You don't have to come. Just speak in a word only. All you got to do is say the word. Just speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. Just speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. And Jesus marveled, no great faith have I seen in all of Israel. Go thy way, thy servant is healed. And from that very hour, he was healed. So that's the second way. Speak the word only. Speak the word only. Aren't you glad there's more than one way? Aren't you glad there's more than one way? See, there's only one way to get saved. You got to come to the Lord, confess him as Lord and Savior, believe that he died and was raised from the dead and that he took your sin. You got to believe that and you got to confess it. One way, one way only. No, it ain't Buddha, it ain't Mohammed. One way and one way only. Oh, well, you have your God and I have mine. What's the difference? We're all going to the same place. No, we ain't. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. No, no, no. One way to get saved. But God has put so many ways to get healed. So many ways to get healed. All right. So that's the second way. Speak the word only. Third way from John 14, verse 13 and 14. You just write these scriptures down because I'm moving quickly here. Whatever you demand in the name of Jesus, he said, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. Whatever you demand in the name of Jesus. But see, each one of these ways takes a different level of faith. Are you hearing me? Each one of these ways takes a different level of faith to obtain. So if you don't have enough faith for this way, use the other way. God's made it available to everybody, no matter where your faith level is. He's made it available to everybody. So he says here, whatever you demand in my name, I'll do it. You say, well, what are you demanding? You're demanding to be healed of God? No, God's not the one making you sick. You're demanding that the devil take his hands off you. You're demanding that the devil loose you and let you go. You're demanding that the devil take his hands off your body. That's what you're demanding. You're telling him, in the name of Jesus, you loose me. Take your hands off me. Whatever you demand in my name, I will do it. Hallelujah. That's method number three. Method number four. Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Whatsoever thing you desire, when you pray, believe you receive and you shall have. That's, that's the prayer of faith. Now you said you already did the prayer of faith. No, I did not. In James chapter 5, 
is somebody else praying the prayer of faith over you. Right here is you praying the prayer of faith for yourself. There is a difference. See, we get this stuff all mixed up and thrown together, and we really don't know, and the devil knows we don't know. That's how he beats us up. Hallelujah. So Mark 11, 24, you pray the prayer of faith for yourself. Mark eleven twenty three. You know Mark eleven twenty three. Remember that. Can anybody say some of it? Come on, don't be timid. See, see, that's what the devil likes. Will you be timid? Oh, I think it's a hub of you. No, don't be timid. Don't be timid. You hear me quoting it all the time. You ought to be able to say these two or three words. But now, for verily I say unto you. That whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, and he shall have whatsoever he saith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's Mark eleven twenty three. What is that? Mark eleven twenty three is confession of faith. It is confession. You are speaking words. You ain't praying. That's my confession. You can obtain healing that way. By the confession of your lips. Confessing what God said about healing. By his stripes I am healed. Hallelujah. All right? Method number next. You look for number one. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> All right. Amen. Okay, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there you have listed the, uh, the gifts or the manifestations of the Spirit. And one of the gifts or manifestations of the Spirit is gifts of healings. You can receive healing through gifts of healing. Somebody specially anointed to lay hands upon you or to speak to you, and healing is manifested by the power of that manifestation or that gift working through that individual. That's another way of receiving, receiving healing. But it's a, it's a, it takes no, absolutely no faith on the part of the, of the, the, the one receiving at that, at that level. Hallelujah. And then from Acts chapter 19, handkerchiefs or aprons. In other words, someone anointed can lay hands. You say, well, who, who's anointed? You are. You are. All things are possible to him that believeth. You believe it. You lay hands on a handkerchief, handkerchief or an apron, and you give it to somebody and say, or send it to somebody or mail it to somebody. Say, here, I've laid my hands upon this. You receive this. And the same anointing that's on me is in that cloth, and it'll get on you and affect the healing in your body. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So handkerchiefs or aprons. God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought, from his body, his body, from him, he had to touch it or, or sit on it or something, were brought handkerchiefs or aprons. Hallelujah. And then nextly, from Mark 16, and these signs shall follow them that believe. You remember that? Mark 16. And then in the 18th verse, one of the things that's listed there, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover Mark 16 I believe that's around the 18th verse or somewhere in that, that area and they shall lay hands on the sick 
and they shall recover. These signs shall follow them that who? Believe. Believe. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It didn't say preacher. Didn't say apostle. Didn't say prophet. Didn't say evangelist, pastor, teacher. It said them that believe. Are you a believer? Then you are supposed to do it. Hallelujah. All right. Let's move on. In Luke 4.40 and in Mark 5.22 and 23 and in Mark 8.22 and 25. Get the tape. You can't write that fast. Amen. Jesus exercised this laying on of hands for the healing of people. He's always laying hands on people. And they, they were healed. They received their sight. They received their speech. The, the demons were cast out by the laying on of hands. By the laying on of hands. So not only did Jesus believe in it, he practiced laying on of hands. Now I want you to turn this time to Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. You hang with me now. We're going somewhere. We're going to get you loose today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I've often said that uh, in, the, in the account of Lazarus being raised from the dead, Jesus said to him, Lazarus, come forth. And he said all of a sudden Lazarus was standing at the door of the tomb, still wrapped up in his mummy outfit. And Jesus said to the people, loose him and let him go. You know, Jesus has released every one of us who's been born again, a child of God, but it takes a man to loose you and let you go. Amen. Amen. See, every single one of us, we're born again, we're children of God, resident in us is all the things that God has promised us, but it takes a man to loose you and let you go. Why? Jesus could just as easily have said, uh, Lazarus, come forth, grave clothes fall off. He didn't say that. He told them to loose him and let him go. Another time, Jesus uh, called the disciples to him and, and told them, listen, feed them people. There was over 5,000 people. And he said, here, take, give me the bread and the loaves. And he blessed it. And he gave it to them. And he said, now you give it to them. He could have just as easily said, pop, go fish. And fish would have jumped in everybody's mouth. No, he gave it to them and said, now you go feed them. He's trying to tell us something. We'll work us together with him. He's not going to do it all himself. And we can't do it all ourselves. Hallelujah. So, moving right along. Mark 6. In this account, in the 6th chapter of Mark, Jesus went back to his hometown. And they could not receive him. Look at verse 2. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Wrought by what? His hands. Watch this now. Watch this. Stay with the hands. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and of Judah and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. Now, who do you think you are? We know you. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin 
and in his own house. Now watch this. And he could there do no mighty works. He could there do no mighty works. In other words, he couldn't do any miracles there. He could not perform there the way it worked elsewhere. Now watch. Now why? And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. Except that he laid his hands upon a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief and went round about the villages teaching. Now notice, he could do no mighty works save or except that he laid his hands upon a few sick people and healed them. Now I want you to hear this carefully. All those methods that we listed of healing, none of them would have worked here in Nazareth. None of them would have worked. None of them would have worked here in Nazareth because of their unbelief. Their unbelief nullified the power. Their unbelief diluted the power, diluted it so much, it's like watered it down, that he could do no mighty work. Said did not say he would not, it said he could not. He couldn't do it. But, oh, thank God, thank God, thank God, when nothing else would work, laying on of hands worked. Do you hear me? When nothing else would work, laying on of hands did work. When a miracle would not work, laying on of hands worked. Hear me? Hear me? Hear me? When nothing else would work, said he couldn't do any mighty works there, except he laid his hand on a few sick folk out here. Now, one of the accounts, it says that those were some people with some minor ailments, but it makes no difference. It worked. It worked. That's the key. It worked. That's why the devil wants to stop you from doing it. He wants to keep you from laying hands on people because he knows it'll work. When he can't stop you any other way, if you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Now, we got to go there, too, to this recovery thing. Because that's another place we hung up. All right. Praise God. Let's, let's move on. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 5. Let me show you something. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13. Hebrews 5, 13. Thank God. Thank God. Well, let's move up to 12. Listen to this. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, verse 12, ye have need that one teach you, again, which, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, the first principles, first principles, the basics, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Milk, milk. You know, like a baby, baby gets milk first. They can't eat meat first. They got to have milk first. This is the milk of the word. Watch this. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby. 
but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God or of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands. That's why this will work when nothing else works, because it's the fundamental stuff. It's the basic stuff. Laying on of hands is the basic stuff. If you are called, if the gift of God for the, for the gifts of healing is in you because God has called you for that, it will not work until you first exercise the milk of the word and lay hands on the sick. You could have the gift of healing resident in you, but it will not work because you won't do the first works. Oh my. I just want that to settle in. Just, just let it settle in. It's the basics. Laying on of hands is the basics. And it will be more widely accepted by those that have hands laid upon them. More people will accept the laying on of hands than they will you speaking a word over them. Because it's the basics. More people will accept the laying on of hands than those who will accept uh, a move of God. You know, like in here this morning. Now, that was the Spirit of God moving in here. But some folks just look around, you know, yeah, okay, so I don't feel nothing. That's why they don't receive. See, you could have received anything you needed right then. Because the same Holy Spirit that brings healing to you is the same one who moves through the place. We have some problems that we wish to dispel today. Many sick Christians have had hands laid upon them or words spoken over them, all without receiving the desired result. They are still sick, weak, under oppression, and depression. People are disappointed, discouraged, wanting to give up, or even quit God altogether. Because they've been sick a long time. They had hands laid on them by some of the best and some of the worst. They've had words spoken over them. They've read the, they've read the Bible. They've confessed. They've stood. Having done all the stand, they're still standing and it still ain't working. And they're discouraged. They're discouraged. That's what we're here to knock in the head today, that discouragement. we got to knock that discouragement in the head because, see, discouragement leads to being disgruntled. And after you get disgruntled, you start getting weak in your faith. And after you start getting weak in your faith, you start to back up. And you know what back up is synonymous with? Backslide. Amen. See, everybody can't have the same level of faith where it don't make no difference like me. See, I'm just crazy. See, all y'all ain't crazy. I'm crazy. See, I'm crazy. I have to be crazy to stay in this stuff. See, because I was knocked down, walked on, kicked, cuffed, and everything else, and I still hung in there. See, everybody ain't crazy like that. 
Some folk, you knock them down one time, I'm out of here. <laughs> Amen. But like the brother was saying this morning, you got to be willing to go through something. Hallelujah. So we need to knock that thing in the head today. Today. We need to take care of that. Today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Here are the problems facing most people seeking healing. Number one, they believe that the healing is supposed to be instantaneous. Soon as hands are laid upon them. It's still there. I still feel it. Cut. Time out. You missed it. That's your problem. All things are possible to him that believe it. If you believe it wrong, you don't get wrong. You cannot receive right when you believe in wrong. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Not get instantaneous healing. Recover. You know, recover means me got to put the covers back on. Because it came off. And it takes time. It takes time. It don't happen overnight. It is not instantaneous. But people believing it's instantaneous, when they don't get it instantaneously, they get discouraged and disgruntled. Hello? We got to knock this thing in the head because the devil is using it against Christians. He's using it. Well, I done been to the best. They done all laid hands on me. And I still got it because mine is tough. Mine is different than everybody else's, you see. Y'all can't work on mine. Pull the best ones out. Pull the best ones out. I'll go to the best ones. Here, try it. Try it on me. That's a fool who don't want to be healed. He want to prove his point. All right. Let's get back over here. Point number two. They believe that when hands are laid upon them, if they fall under the power or they feel the power, they feel anything, a little tingle, a little dab of do you, little oil, little anything. If I feel it, that's a guarantee that I'm healed. It is not a guarantee. Let me just tell you, it is not a guarantee. Too many people walk away after having oil, being anointed with oil, saying, all right, I got the oil. That's it. I got it now. That is not a guarantee. Recovery is a process. Hello? Recovery is a process. It is not a miracle. It is a process. 
Healing is not guaranteed just because you felt the power. And I mean, you can feel it. I've felt it. I've felt it leave me and go into the person. I've felt it. And I know other people have felt it. And they took that as the guarantee. Oh, that's it. I got it. I got it. See, wait a while. The devil going to meet you at home. He going to meet you at home because he knows you don't know. Hallelujah. Problem number three. Listen to this now. This is going to catch a lot of us. This is going to catch us. But I'm doing it in, I'm doing it in love. Y'all say he's doing it in love. <laughs> it's gonna get, I said us, see? I, I kind of smoothed it over. I said it's going to catch a lot of us. All right, listen, listen. Believers are believing for manifestations. I'm going to stand right here until I get my manifestation. You're going to wither on the vine. Standing right there, waiting for your manifestation. I know you want to you know the answer. What's the answer to that, right? I mean, we're supposed to have a manifestation, right? Yeah, we're supposed to have a manifestation. But that's not what we're supposed to believe for. That's the problem. See, it's, 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 what you, it's a fine line. What you believe. What are you believing? See, oh, I, I learned so much. I, got, I learned, listen, I learned so much from this message. I said, oh, God, forgive me. Oh, Lord. I, oh, my God. Believe, forgive me, Lord. I tell you. I, oh, and what, I'm going to say something in a little while that, that's going to just upset you. I know it upset me because I've been listening to this for years and I missed it. For years, and I missed it. Oh, God. Listen, believing for manifestations is wrong. God never promised you manifestations. He promised you that you would recover. You can't find nowhere in the Bible where he promised you a manifestation. It's not in there. It's not there. He said you shall recover. Miracles are not promised to you. Miracles happen at the behest of the Holy Ghost. All right? So, now let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Because I've I, I got to get to this, this point. M-O-L. First Timothy chapter 4, please. First Timothy chapter 4. If you're in Hebrews, go back toward the front. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. Listen to the 14th verse now. Neglect not the gift that is given thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Neglect not the gift. Neglect not the gift 
that is in thee. Neglect not the gift that is in you. Don't neglect the gift that is in you. Oh, Lord. Don't neglect the gift that is in you. When hands are laid upon you, <laughs> the power for healing is administered to you. And it's in you. The power that worketh in us. You remember that from Ephesians? The power that worketh in us. When hands are laid upon you. The power is administered to you. And it goes in you. And it's just there waiting. Hello. I'm here. And you're on the outside. I'm going to get my manifestation. I'm going to get my manifestation. Hello. I'm going to get my manifestation. Pain go. Hello. The pop. Remember, remember when Jesus was teaching and the, and the, the Pharisees and the, and the lawyers said the power to heal was present. The power to heal you is present as soon as hands are laid upon you. Not the manifestation, the power. Not the manifestation, the power. Oh, jeez. Listen, listen, listen. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with what? With the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. How did he get the gift? By the laying on of hands. But then he says to him, don't neglect it. Don't neglect it. Don't neglect it. Don't neglect that gift that was given you. Don't neglect that gift that's laying dormant in you. Now let me prove it to you. The word of God says in Romans chapter 5 that the love of God has been shut abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Every person that's born again, the love of God has been shut abroad in their heart by the Holy Ghost. And they some of the meanest Some of the meanest, most ornery people you ever seen in your life. But the love of God is in there. How come it ain't working? I said, how come it ain't working? As a matter of fact, they'll take the love of God that's on the inside of them and go out to the parking lot and cuss you a fairly well. And probably call you sister or brother before they finish. What's happening here? The gift, the fruit is in them, but they're neglecting it. Can you see this? I'm telling you, there is nobody on the face of the earth who cannot be healed if they get this message. See, it's in the power of God is in you. When hands were laid upon you, that power came into you and is sitting there. It's sitting there. It's sitting because you're neglecting it. Oh, Lord. Let me move on. Let me move on. Listen to this. How, what, what do you do? What do you do? 15. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. 
We're not going to get into the meditation part of it. But he says, give thyself wholly to these things that are in you. Give yourself wholly to it. What does it mean to give yourself wholly? I mean you are possessed. You know how it is when you were younger, you wanted a specific toy. I mean, you badgered your parents. You told them about it every chance you got. You got news. You got the paper and you, you tore it out of the paper and you looked at it. You took it in your room and looked at it. You thought about it. You read it 14, 14 times a day. Then you went, then you went to your parents and you told them again, this is what I want. Look at this. Oh, and it's got this and it's got that. And it can do this and it can do that. What are you doing? You're giving yourself wholly to it. See, if you want to be healed, you got to give yourself wholly to it. You can't just get a little dab of duty and just walk out and say, all right, let me see what God's going to do. He ain't going to do nothing. I can tell you right now. He ain't going to do a thing. Nothing. That's right. He's going to watch you walk down the street. You got to meditate upon it. Meditate upon it. Meditate upon what? The power of God to heal me was ministered to me when hands were laid upon me. That power is in me right now, working toward my recovery. It's working on me. I'm recovering. I'm recovering. I'm re Why? Because hands were laid on me. Well, what does that mean? That because the power went into me. The power went into me, and I'm recovering right now. I'm recovering. I am recovering. Well, you look the same to me. I ain't talking to you, dummy. I don't care what it looked like to you. I'm recovering. Because the word of God says I'm recovering. I am recovering. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm recovering. You see this? I'm recovering. And y'all that always want to talk to me about it. Pastor, what's uh, Can I get you something? You, you got to go. Pastor. I'm trying to stay on one path. You try to drag me to the other one. What the mob guy said, as soon as I thought I was out, you dragged me back in. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so don't neglect it. Don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Okay? Don't ignore it. That's what he's saying. And then, and then I want you to turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1, please. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. What? Stir up the gift of God that's already in you by me laying hands on you. In other words, the power to heal you is in you already. I want you to stir it up. I want you to stir up. I want you to stir up that which is dormant. You know, like the love of God. Sitting in there doing nothing. Dormant. Without life. Just laying around waiting. I want you to stir up the gift of God that's in you. By the laying on of hands. That's how it's done. By the laying on of hands. The gift is in there. The power. The power. The power to heal is in me. Not the manifestation. Forget the manifestation. I'm not looking for no manifestations. You know what? You know, you know what I enjoy? And I've had it many times. 
with healing. I've had it, I've had it many times where all of a sudden I noticed the thing was gone. I mean, that is the most fantastic thing. All of a sudden you say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't even know when it left. Don't even know when it left. That is, I mean, that is powerful. And remember, that's available to everybody. A miracle is not. The first one who stepped in the pool, he got healed. Everybody else had to drag themselves home. That's not for everybody. I want something that I can get count on every time. I don't want to have to wait for a miracle. I don't want to have to wait for, for Joe Big Bucks to come to town to speak over me. Well, I'm coming to the old town, such and such. You can be here. Man, I ain't waiting for you. I ain't waiting for you. I love Benny Hinn, and I love what he's doing. But if I needed something, ain't no way I'm waiting for Benny Hinn. Unless Jesus change his name. Benny Jesus, all right? <laughs> we can go with that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. I ain't waiting for no Benny here. What you talking about? No, no. Come on, come on. All this stuff is in the book here. Benny got to go to the book. You hear me? All right, so listen. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee. It's already in you. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Now, now back up here. Let me show you something. Back up there in the, the fifth verse. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. Now he's talking to Timothy here. The unfeigned faith that is in thee. I'm in 2 Timothy 1, 5. Which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, Eunice or Eunice, some people say. And I am persuaded that is in thee also. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Say what? Say it was in your grandmother? It was in your mother? I know it's in you. So we just got to stir it up. I know the power to heal you is in every one of you. It's in there. We just got to stir it up. We got to stir it up. Okay? All right. Let me, oh, God, let me go. Got to move on. Got to move on. Uh, thank you, Jesus. That healing power of God is obtained as soon as hands are laid upon you. But it must be maintained. It must be maintained in order for you to receive that manifestation you're looking for. You got to maintain that healing power that's on the inside of you. It's got to be maintained. It's got to be maintained. It's obtained instantly, but it's got to be maintained in order for it to produce the harvest that you're looking for. You got to maintain it. You got to not neglect it. Don't neglect it. Hallelujah. And everything in the world will try to get you to neglect it. It'll pull you away, pull you away from neglecting it. Now, this is what I, what I was going to say to you that absolutely shocked me because I said I've been listening to this for years and, and it finally hit me. Finally, lightning quick mind, only about 15 years. Brother Hagen, 
Every time he lays hands on the sick, and I've seen it, I've heard it, and I've heard him, and I listened to him on tape, and I watched him on video. I've been in his presence and sat there and watched him. Every single time he lays hands on the sick, he says the same thing. He says, all right, I'm going to lay hands on him. And the power of God is going to flow into you. But what you do with it after that is up to you. I heard him say that for years. And it finally clicked. He's saying in that that little phrase, everything I've been saying today. He says, I'm about to lay hands on you and the power of God, the power, the healing power of God is going to flow into you. What you do with it after that is up to you. Then he makes a little statement. He says, keep the switch of faith turned on. Keep the switch of faith turned on. Keep the switch of faith turned on. You know what the problem is with a whole lot of people? And it would have been me too if I'd have went to him for healing. I'd have been looking for the switch. What that? <laughs> Most folk don't know what the switch of faith is. That's why they can't keep it turned on. So what they do is they leave expecting a manifestation. They leave believing for a manifestation instead of keeping the switch of faith turned on. And that's why they don't get it. That's why they're disgruntled, discouraged, ready to quit, ready to give up. I'm right back to where I started from. This is the reason why. Because when hands are laid upon them, they're expecting something to happen now. And the devil is so clever he lets them feel the power. And they say, oh, that's it. I felt the power. I got it. And they don't have it. And that's why Brother Higgin is saying, keep the switch of faith turned on. Don't let it lapse. Don't let it. That power went into you. But that power is not a guarantee that you're going to be healed. Are you hearing me? I'm repeating it because I want you to get that. I want that to get into you because there is no reason for anybody in here to be sick, infirmed, or anything else. There's no reason if we just know these principles. Everything works by principle. Everything works by principle. And if you know this principle, it will always work. Like Brother Hagin said, he said, I'd go to a church, and he said, I I could be there and and teach for, for two weeks, three weeks, five weeks, and they said, I could guarantee you, I'll get 85% of the people healed every place I go because of this principle. Because of this principle. He'll stay at it until he makes sure that they got it. Just keep saying, keep the switch of faith turned on. Keep the switch of faith turned on. Okay? So what is that? Switch of faith. Believe that the power is present to heal. Isn't that simple? Isn't that simple? Just believe that the power to heal is present. 
Second part, believe that the power is working in my body, working toward my recovery. Believe that the power to heal is present. Believe that when hands were laid upon me, that power is working in me toward my recovery. So now, uh, you can always tell, because most, most people will have hands laid upon them, and they'll just, thank you, you know, and walk on out, you know. But the ones who believe the right thing, they leave that place of having hands laid upon them rejoicing because they believe that the power is working in them to heal whatever the problem was. And I mean, you're going to be happy. Ain't no two ways about it. You're going to be happy. You're going to be rejoicing. You believe that that power is working in you right there. And you, I'm on my way to my recovery. That's what you got to believe now. That's what you got to believe. Remember, only believe. Only believe. All things are possible to him that believe it. Only believe. Only believe. What did Jesus say to the man? Be not afraid. Only believe. Be not afraid. Only believe. What do you mean, be not afraid, only believe? You got to know what to believe. You got to know what to believe. Well, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That's good, but it won't help you if you're sick. Did you hear me? You can believe that Jesus is the Son of God all day long, and that's good, but that only works for salvation. It will not work for your healing. What you believe means everything. What you believe is the crux of the matter. Believe that the power is present to heal. Believe that that power was transmitted to me and is causing me to recover. And I ain't put no time limit on God. It may happen in two days. It may happen in three days. It may happen in three weeks. It may happen in three months. I don't care. All I know is it's got to happen. It's got to happen because I'm following the principle. I'm following the principle. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.